Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is the Gospel from the Ascension of our Lord, Luke chapter 24, which reads, Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, praising God. Here ends our text. Forty days after Easter, Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, something that the church remembered uh, last Thursday. We confess uh, the resurrection of our Lord and his ascension in the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasius Creed. So the ascension of our Lord is not a minor teaching, something we can clearly confess. Next Sunday, then, we will, the church will celebrate the festival of Pentecost. Jesus' words, I will send my, the Holy Spirit, was fulfilled. I'd like to talk with you this morning about the ascension of our Lord. The ascension of our Lord happened like this. Jesus led his disciples to a mountain uh, in, in Bethany. And then he raised his hands. And then he blessed his disciples. Then he was lifted up from the earth, there in the sky, then a cloud came in front of him, and the disciples then could no longer see Jesus. They could not see him, they could not visibly see Jesus. And then the disciples returned to Jerusalem. Is the ascension of our Lord a time of sadness or a time of joy? Some might think that the ascension of our Lord is a sad event because they think that Jesus has left us and has separated himself from us. Some might compare the ascension of our Lord to saying goodbye to a family member that we perhaps may or may not see again. But the ascension of our Lord is, was not a sad event. It was a joyful event. Jesus has not left us. Rather, he is with us in the waters of holy baptism, in the word preached and taught in the Lord's and in the Lord's Supper. Nowhere in the Ascension accounts is there any hint of sadness as a matter of fact, it's the very opposite. The Gospel of Luke that I just read said that the disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. 
There are four reasons why the ascension of our Lord is a joyful event for us. Let's go through all four of them. First of all, the ascension of our Lord is a joyful event because it assures us that our salvation is complete and secure in Christ. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 reads, After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now we cannot purify ourselves from our sins. We cannot atone for our own sins. We don't work our way to salvation. Rather, Jesus made purification for our sins by means of his blood. 1 John 1 verse 7 says that the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sins. So after Jesus made purification for our sins, then what did he do? Hebrews 1.3 says, quote, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So if the sacrifice on Good Friday was not sufficient, then Jesus would not have risen from the dead and he would not have ascended to our Lord. But Jesus' resurrection from the dead and his ascension proves that the sacrifice on Good Friday was sufficient and the Father accepted Christ's sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, our salvation is certain and it is secure in Christ. And don't let the devil give you any room with thoughts of doubts on whether you're going to heaven. Don't let anyone tell you that you've got to work your way to heaven. Or don't let anyone take the security and the certainty away from your, the gift of heaven that God has given to you. When you do begin to waver in your Christian hope, remember that Jesus died for you. He rose for you. And He ascended to the right hand of the Father for your salvation. Remember that you are a baptized child of God. The second, secondly, the ascension of our Lord is a time of joy because Jesus as our ascended King now, now rules the world for the sake of His church. Ephesians 1 reads, God the Father seated Christ at the right hand in the heavenly places, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now this is good news. Jesus is Lord of all. He has authority in heaven and on earth to carry out his Father's good and gracious will for you. Psalm 110 says that the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Our enemies of death and the devil are Jesus' footstool. They have been defeated. And so rejoice because Jesus' victory is your victory. Jesus is in control. He is in charge. <coughs> he is the Lord of lords forever. But our sinful nature thinks that Jesus is not doing his job. We see a lot of crime and immorality. 
There was the mass shooting in Allen Premium Outlets recently, just two weeks ago. Um, nine people died. Furthermore, our sinful nature wants to see a kingdom of glory here on this earth where there are no problems, no accidents, no trials, no tribulations. We act as if Jesus isn't in charge and we, try, we then try to take matters into our own hand. Furthermore, we begin to doubt whether or not Jesus is really Lord and whether Christianity is really all it's cracked up to be. Do not fear. It is written in Romans chapter 8 that all things will work together for good to those who love Him, to those who are called according to His purpose. The good news is that Jesus is ruling His church by means of the gospel given in word and sacrament. Yes, it is true, we live in what's called the church militant, always fighting against the devil and also the world. We learned about that in our epistle lesson for today, that the devil is a roaring lion seeking some to devour. But the point is, is that these enemies of death and the devil are defeated. And we need to remind the devil of that. Luther preached in his Ascension Day sermon, quote, Sin, death, devil, and hell had taken us captive, but Christ has in turn taken them captive. He takes my captivity captive, intercepts my hangmen, vetoes my sins, exterminates my death, and damns my hell. This is good news. Our enemies were defeated by Christ and we are on the winning side. Yes, we suffer from trial and tribulation here in a fallen world. Yes, there is the temptation of the devil and the world to be sure. But Romans 8 gives us, gives us, gives us the promise that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We continue to be a light in a dark world. And the gospel continues to all nations. The third reason why the ascension of our Lord is a, an event of joy is because Jesus is praying for you with the Heavenly Father. Romans 8 says, quote, Christ is at the right hand of the Father who is interceding for us. And 1 John chapter 2 says, quote, If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now in the Old Testament, the priest offered up a sacrifice for the sake of the people and for the sake of their sins. And the priest also prayed to God. Jesus is our high priest. And he's also the sacrifice. Can you imagine? He's the priest offering up himself as a sacrifice for our sins. And Jesus is praying for us. We see that even from the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. So Jesus is our mediator between God and man. Jesus has bridged the gap between you and God. Jesus is your ascended Lord who is now praying for you. He is interceding for you. He is your advocate. He died 
Because He died for your sins and rose from the dead, therefore the Father loves you. And He forgives your sins in Christ. In Jesus, you have a friend, a brother. This brings you great joy and comfort. The final reason why the ascension of our Lord is a, a, a time of joy is because Jesus is still present among us. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is among us by means of water and word and bread and wine. Jesus once said to Peter, Feed my sheep. And what he meant is feed them with God's Word, with my Word. And right before Jesus ascended into heaven, He instituted baptism, saying, baptize all nations. And He also wants uh, His apostles to teach, to teach the Word of God. In, our, in, in, in Luke 24, which I read earlier, Jesus uh, also wants there to be preaching. He said that repentance and the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in my name to all nations. And that's what takes place in sermons today. The law and the gospel is proclaimed for poor sinners like us. Because we are sinful by nature, we stand guilty before God. We have lost the true fear of God, the true love of God, and the true faith of, in God. And we cannot save ourselves. We are by nature blind and cannot find our way to heaven. But the gospel, the good news that God loves us in Christ, that Jesus fulfilled the law, that He died and He rose and ascended to the right hand of the Father, the, the Holy, Holy Spirit then converted us from unbelief to faith. In Christ your sins are forgiven. In Christ you have a peace that the world can never give peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are thankful that our ascended Lord has given you a pastor who rightly teaches and preaches God's Word, and this brings you joy and comfort in the Gospel. So, the ascension of our Lord is not about grief, but about joy. It's not about loss, but it's about gain. We gain the Holy Spirit who gives us the gifts of the cross and the resurrection. Farewells and even goodbyes are often a sad event, but the ascension of our Lord is not a sad event because Jesus has never left us. He's not left us as orphans, but He is with us to forgive our sins and to share His eternal life with us. The ascension of our Lord does not mean that Christ is absent. No, he said, I, he, no, he is with us always by means of gospel and sacrament, even to the end of the age. Jesus is our Emmanuel, which means God with us. Though we cannot see Him with our physical eye, we hear His word and we receive His body and blood for the forgiveness of all our sins. Jesus is not distant or dead, but He is alive and He is active among us. 
He is with us to wash away our iniquities, to strengthen us by his word, and to feed us at the altar. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We are gathered together. There's more than two or three of us today. We are gathered in his name, and he is present among us. That's why we call this the divine service, because God, who is divine, serves us his gifts. So, remember that the ascension of our Lord is a joyful event. It teaches that our salvation is complete and secure in Christ. It also teaches that Jesus is our risen and ascended King who is ruling over the world for the sake of his church. And it teaches that Jesus is praying for us before the throne of the Father. And finally, it teaches us that Jesus is with us by means of gospel and sacrament. Let us rejoice and be glad in our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.